Do you want a book that will inspire and challenge you? Evangelizing Catholic Culture, New Vision for the New Creation is that book. It's a call for spiritual renewal within the Catholic Church. There's an entire generation of people searching for authentic purpose in their lives who desire to serve the proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and live a rich life of personal holiness. This is an exciting challenge to those who desire to live a deep and rich Christian way of life. Written by Father David Tickerhoof, you are sure to be inspired. Sold on Amazon, in print, and Kindle. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture Podcast Show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. You can find the show notes for episode 41, New Life and Power, at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com, and here's Father David. Greetings to everyone. Even these last couple of weeks, as we start to see more of the sun, I've been uh, thinking of an old song we learned, you know, way back around the, the uh, early 70s and 80s. It goes something like this. It's it's called The Joy of the Lord. The, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 If you want joy, you must ask for it. If you want joy, you must pray for it. If you want joy, you must hunger for it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, now we're not going to talk about the spiritual joy in this uh, uh, podcast uh, presentation, but it is the reality of all of a sudden realizing our internal spiritual weariness and fatigue can be moved away when we finally accept that spiritual joy that is at the center of the new covenant. The last podcast, we talked about a new spiritual experience consciously and relationally of the new covenant in our life and in the life of the church and in our family life. And I'm going to just talk about the two features of that, new life and new power. And I'm going to continue the themes and harmony of the new covenant in Jesus Christ And so, however, we cannot pass this day without mentioning, and this podcast was prepared on the feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Lourdes, which is a healing center in France. Most Catholics probably do not know much about this day, and I would like to lead 
in by presenting a brief explanation of Our Lady of Lourdes, a universal shrine for healing near Lourdes, France. In 1858, the Virgin Mary Immaculate appeared to Bernadette Subaru near Lourdes, France, within a little cave entitled the Massabelle. Through this humble girl, Mary called sinners to conversion and enkindled within the church a great zeal for prayer and charity, especially service to sick and poor. The following is what Bernadette briefly tells us. Quote, I had gone down one day with other girls to the bank of the river Gave, when suddenly I heard a kind of rustling sound. I turned my head towards the field by the side of the river, but the trees seemed quiet still, and the noise was evidently not coming from them. Then I looked up and caught sight of the cave where I saw a lady wearing a lovely white dress with a bright belt. On top of each of her feet was a pale yellow rose, the same color as her rosary beads. The lady asked Bernadette to pray for the conversion of sinners. In good time, she told Bernadette that she was the Immaculate Conception. Conversion and life-giving repentance truly brings about new life and power. The church, as an ecclesial body, needs to do repentance for numerous things. No repentance, no restoration. No life-giving, spirit-filled repentance, no new life. No repentance, no new restoration. Sexual abuse, both sacerdotal, that's priestly, and laity, excessive institutionalism, clericalism, which is a domineering control of priests rather than servants of mercy, materialism in our life as a church community, and buying into the neo-pagan social religion of secular humanism and all its immoral abuses, allowing the abuse of modern technology, all the members of the church, overemphasis upon all the modern technology, and forgetting about the relationships, the love, the pastoring, the care, reaching out to the poor, opening our hearts to one another. And also one of the abuses, the mistrusting the leadership of women. I'm just happy to see that women are gradually, gradually being drawn into the leadership and service of the life of the church. Pope Francis is a strong promoter of that. But very poor pastoring generally of the clergy, really, in all honesty, and I'm one of them, very poor pastoring of the clergy for the laity has been a hallmark of the last 50 years. You may have a few other issues in mind in listing these items. I'm not trying to bring condemnation, but an honest and open look at our sinfulness and then doing what is necessary to travel the path of change in order to experience the blessing of restoration.
There are at least three important things to embrace in addition to life-giving repentance in order to move along the path of change towards restoration. All of these three things are interrelated. Number one, we as the church, all the segments of the church, need to bring the spiritual power of the new covenant in the new creation out of dry dock and place the practical theology and the spirituality of the new covenant at the heart and center of all spiritual and pastoral growth and formation in the life and the relationships and other segments in the life of the church including the teaching about the sacraments. The notion of covenant exists in the scriptures and office books for sure, but in catechesis and in formation, it seems to be ignored. The new evangelization is, is almost impossible without making this change. The teaching of the new covenant is what places the scriptures as the foundation of revelation and places them at the heart and center of living the gospel. So that's the first point. Second point, the Second Vatican Council too is the tremendous work and overflow of grace of the Holy Spirit for our time. Now, let me get one thing straight. I'm not speaking about the many goofy interpretations of the council that emerged after its close in 1965. And if those goofy things are still in practice, they need to be changed. You may hear a good number of people criticizing the council. And some have gone so far as to try and remake the church like it was before the preparation and promulgation of the council in the 19, later 1960s. And some who believe this, 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 uh, the, some who believe this are among our Episcopal leaders in the church. And many priests have ignored preaching about the content of the council and their homilies. Rarely do you hear it. Rarely do you hear it explained to anybody. The, the beautiful teachings of the documents Here's the litmus test. When you ask individuals who are critical, have you read the documents? You will hardly find any person who has, or even read a few of them. How can you criticize before, how can you criticize, how can your criticism be legitimate if you do not know what the council teaches? It's impossible. The third point, <clears throat> the impartation of the grace of the Holy Spirit in the practical lives of the members of the church. Absolute necessity. In the years following the close of Vatican Council II, there were a number of spiritual renewal movements and programs which promoted a new life in the Holy Spirit and an anointed teaching that made a noticeable positive difference in the spiritual lives of many individuals within the church and other Christian groups as well. This powerful actual grace led to many endeavors of corporal and spiritual works of mercy, 
as well as groups of prayer, praise, and community relationships. Now, many years have passed since the close of the Council. Individuals have gotten older, and some have moved on to a life of glory in heaven. There are many young people searching for something more than those graces of the recent past because naturally they are distant to the youth. Those who are still involved with the spiritual journey of life have had many experiences. Modern life is a very demanding and complicated existence. Many of those who started well have tired out and lost momentum, enthusiasm, and zeal. If God so chooses, it may be time for a second refreshing outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a new conferral, bestowal, impartation of the actualizing grace of the Holy Spirit centered in the church's grace of renewal and reform. In addition to various groups and communities celebrating life-giving repentance, satisfying the Lord God's expectation, it would be necessary to design a program or some type of structured experience which would hold and promote the necessary elements of transformation, personal transformation, that could move us forward in a grandiose yet humble and grateful manner. What do you think? Let's hear from you. What kind of a program would you design? May we pray. Holy Father, in each age of the church's existence, you have been most faithful in pouring out your graces and power. We know and believe that you love us and you desire us to experience the very life that you have given us, the very life that you have, Father, Son, and Spirit. We know that you desire us to experience a mystical, direct infusion of grace, transformation in this time by the direct infusion of your love in the power of the Holy Spirit. For this divine impartation, we, we want to be hungry and thirsty. While living in this earthly reality, we desire to rub, rise above the challenges, the vicissitudes that beset us, that sometimes discourage us. But through this empowerment, we want to continue to know, to love, and to serve you with our whole heart. So we pray this prayer through the intercession of Mary, our mother, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.